0: everyone, and welcome to another episode from This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's episode is entitled, Speak Up, Speak Out, and Walk Out if Necessary. It's been two weeks since our last time together, and I truly thank God for the break to rest, as well as officiate at my cousin's funeral in Texas. During those two weeks, God continued to minister to my spirit concerning things that I believe he wants us to know and move on. I have several verses of scripture that I'm going to share with you today, starting in the book of Esther. On the 18th of last month, that was April, God brought me to the fourth chapter, and like so many other times, when I arrived at that place in the Bible, I immediately assumed that I was to fast. I prayed and asked God if that's what he was saying, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't hear a concise response. I just knew that he was ministering to me from that particular chapter, and again, I assumed that it was to be a fast as in times past. Although I wasn't absolutely positive about fasting, I didn't feel that a three-day fast would put me out of his will, so I did. I still didn't hear or receive anything from or during the fast. So with that in mind, what fact was I reminded of again? Fact one, never just assume anything with God. On the 24th of the month, again in April, God brought me into the same chapter again, and I wondered if this time I would concisely hear him give a command to fast. However, instead of speaking a word on fasting, I heard our father clearly speak to me from the 14th verse, which reads, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance from the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Obviously, I have not been silent on the issues of racism in the body of Christ. And yes, I am sure that that's what our father is speaking of, racism. Why am I so sure? Obviously, because the Holy Spirit immediately began to speak to my spirit from that verse. And also because that's exactly what Esther and the Jews were dealing with when Haman was plotting to kill them all. It was pure hatred against a particular race of people that brought about his wicked plan. It was racism that caused him to give money into the king's treasury so that he could wipe out every Jewish man, woman, boy, and girl. It was bigotry, prejudice, and jealousy that caused him to build gallows to hang Mordecai. In actuality, it would have been what we know today as lynching. There would be no trial or hearing. There would have been no questioning or justice. No one would have risen up to, in defense of an innocent man. They just would have taken Esther's uncle and lynched him from the gallows. It was anti-Semitism that enabled Haman to get an edit from the king, for not just one Jewish man, but the entire nation of Jewish people to be killed throughout the total kingdom. And so it is today. I'm reading every day about young white people posting hate KKK signs and posters in cities like Boston on Instagram and other public places. Letters and leaflets are being found in Texas and Atlanta neighborhoods from the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, the hate group known for lynching, burning, and killing Black and Jewish people. And by the way, this organization also professed to be Christians. With racism on the rise, public schools are forcing young men and women to cut their hair because their dreadlocks or cornrows aren't acceptable in their sights. And seemingly, no one is saying anything. Just as no Gentile rose up in defense of the Jews in the book of Esther, neither is anyone rising up at this time in the churches and body of Christ in defense of blacks concerning the racism that's on the rise among Christians. They are those, I would dare say, whites as well as blacks who feel that they're safe and protected because of who they are or where they live. Perhaps it's a matter of feeling that they have the favor of their white church members and neighbors where they have worshiped and lived for years. That's the stand Mordecai told Esther that she was taking. But in the words of Mordecai to Esther, I say to those who are keeping silent in their churches today, to paraphrase from that 14th verse, it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place, but you and your family will not do well. Obviously, we're not Jews, but I know without a doubt that God is speaking to the body of Christ today. What is that verse saying to those who profess Christianity? I believe that God is telling us that if we refuse to speak up, no matter whether we are Black, Jewish, Asian, white, or Middle Eastern, if we make the choice to keep our voices hushed at this time, those that keep quiet will perish along with their families. Does this mean a literal physical death? I doubt it. I don't, but I don't know. But I do know that it means that many will be lost, and if not a literal death in this life, surely death in the one to come. When Putin attacked Ukraine, there was a cry and uprising that came from every major nation on this planet and still continues. With the exception of China, no one has kept quiet or withheld their support from the Ukrainians until this day. So should it be with those in the church and body of Christ. Therefore, I speak and decree that we will speak up, speak out and walk out if necessary. Mordecai said to Esther at the end of that verse, and who knows that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. There are many, many, who are before the throne of our Father. We must know that remaining before his throne, being in his presence, brings us to a royal position. What does First Peter 2 and 9 read? But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are a royal priesthood. God has placed us in certain positions, places, localities, and settings for such a time as this. He has placed us among certain people in groups and even families for these times. You are where you are for a reason and a purpose, and we will not be afraid to open our mouths concerning the racism in the churches that we're attending. There are many who have risen up in the ranks of their churches as leaders and ministers. For years, we have prayed seeking the presence of the Lord our God. However, now that we're in his presence, now that we've gotten into the positions, a royal posture before the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, we must know that we've come into these places as the amplified version of the Bible reads for this very occasion, for a particular reason ordained by God. This is the time, the season, and the place where we must make our voices be heard in the churches. We must no longer be silent before the King of Kings. We must lift up our voices to him so that he will hear our prayers and our cries and see our tears on behalf of our oppressed sons and daughters who white supremacists are continually attempting to oppose and hold down down simply because they're not white. We must open our mouths to the pastors, board members, and leaderships of the churches we are attending without fear or intimidation on behalf of every non-white Christian in the body of Christ. You and I, we have come into our positions for such a time as this. Some can expect to be ostracized, and as the young people might say, ghosted. There will be those who in the past made at a point to hug you every Sunday, but now will pretend that you never existed. Some will even have the attitudes and act as though you've done something wrong. But still, we cannot and will not remain silent at this time and in this season. Early last week, I read a post on Facebook from a young man who lives in Alabama that I know, admire, love, and respect. His name is A.J. Warren and he shared something on Facebook that I never knew. I know that for several years he's had a garden, so I'm sure he's gotten quite knowledgeable through his time and experience there. But what he's learned and shared from tending that garden is so inspiring. Let me quote him directly. Open quote. Did you know that if you cut a head of cabbage off and leave the stem in the ground for a few days, you'll have four or five more little heads starting to grow off that same stem? His quote continues saying, Please do not allow yourself to think that this little time of being cut away from things will damage you. More than ever, We need new places to sprout out in us. You and I need something out of this world. Enjoy the cutoff because the creative Holy Spirit is about to explode out of you and me in new ways. End quote. What a word from the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about being cut off or ghosted. Don't be afraid of being ostracized. After Esther went in to speak to the king, in spite of the fact that she knew it was a possibility that she might be killed, she was actually moved to a new position in his sight and had an even greater respect in the king's eyes. He was willing to give her whatever she requested. He told her even to have the kingdom. In actuality, she received Haman's estate and for a second time, the king's scepter was extended to her. Esther also received from the king what she asked for on behalf of her people. Again, I will say that this is not our time to be quiet. We must speak up, speak out, and walk out if necessary. I have been hearing far-right extremists For the past years, quote scriptures and proclaim what they refer to as the word of God. Too many have been using his word from the Bible to manipulate and control God's people. I have become nauseated by the phoniness and imitation Christianity of those who are using the name of God with ulterior motives and hidden agendas, all for their own self-serving objectives is downright sickening to hear and see those who are deceiving true Christians leading them like lambs to the slaughter with the full intent of pushing and proclaiming white supremacy all the time while using the Bible to accomplish their cause if ever there was a there was and is a grief in my spirit is during these years because of what i 'm continually seeing I have literally literally grieve, and am still hurting over what is occurring in the body of Christ. I hope you tune into the podcast again next week as I share part two of Speak Up, Speak Out, and Walk Out, if necessary. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.